Well, hey, how's it going? It's uh, Monday, September 13th, 2021. Monday, September 13th, 2021. I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. There was a couple of uh, Friday Flaming bags of crap. I, uh, you might not know about them. Um, anyway, that's what you Google to uh, find me. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. Those four words, Political Views TV podcast. Uh, tell your friends, Google, Google it, and also up right at the top of the search. And I truly appreciate you coming every day. I, I, I so truly do. It's really nice of you. And if you can bring someone with you, uh, today or tomorrow and tweet to me questions or insights or fights at Cyberclops. Currently I'm in a, uh, Twitter war with a couple of people about, uh, abortion. It's funny. Somebody made a list of things they claim are in a, are in the Bible. So... I said, well, let me add to that list. Um, uh, 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 life begins at conception. I'm adding to the list of things that people claim is in the Bible that isn't actually there. And now people are thinking that I'm saying that life begins at conception. <laughs> so I'm arguing with people who I agree with. It's kind of annoying. Anyway. Um, the Federal Bureau of Investigation on Saturday night released a previously withheld document related to the probe of the September 11, 2001 attacks and allegations of Saudi government support for the uh, hijackers on September 11th. Now, remember, we talked about this this week. This is the first of many documents that are going to be released. Uh, The newly declassified document, uh, which uh, summarizes an investigation called Operation Encore, provides details of the FBI's work to investigate the alleged logistical support that a Saudi consular official and a suspected Saudi intelligence agent in Los Angeles provided to at least two of the men who uh, were involved in the hijackings. CNN said in details, multiple connections and witness testimony that prompted FBI suspicion of Omar al-Bayomi, who was purportedly a Saudi student in Los Angeles, but whom the FBI suspected to be a Saudi intelligent agents, uh, intelligence agent. Uh, CNN noted, the FBI document describes him as deeply involved in providing travel assistance, lodging, and financing to help the two hijackers. Uh, NPR noted that uh, while the 9-11 Commission report released in 2004 was largely unable to tie the Saudi men to the hijackers, the FBI document describes multiple connections and phone calls. Um, was this a Friday flaming bag of crap on how much the U.S. didn't want to involve the oil-rich nation of Saudi Arabia? Maybe. <laughs> now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. <clears throat> the other fri- uh, Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep, that drone attack that happened during the Afghan airlift on, uh, airlift on August 29th in a Kabul neighborhood that killed 10 civilians uh, was described by General Mark Miley as a righteous strike that targeted a parked vehicle suspected of holding explosives along with the driver and another man suspected of having militant ties. A pair of investigations published Friday, however, revealed that, contrary to Pentagon claims, there were no bombs in the car. 
The men accused of suspicious behavior were engaged in peaceful activities related to the driver's job, and there were eight additional defenseless victims in the vicinity of the sedan destroyed by a missile fired after several hours of surveillance. Military officials said they did not know the identity of the car, uh, the car's driver when the drone fired, but deemed him suspicious because of how they interpreted his activities that day, saying that he po- possibly visited an ISIS safe house uh, at one point, loaded what they thought could be explosives into the car. Times reporting has identified the driver as Zamari Amali, a longtime worker for a U.S. aid group. The evidence suggests that his travels that day included transporting colleagues to and from work, and an analysis of the video feed shows that what the military may have seen was Mr. Amadi and a colleague loading canisters of water into his trunk uh, to bring home to his family. Amadi, who started working for California-based Nutrition and Educational uh, Education International, in 2006, was one of thousands of Afghans who had applied for U.S. resettlement. On the day he and nine members of his family were killed by the U.S. military, it seemed like a normal day. Mr. Ramadi drove to the police office to ask permission from the Taliban to distribute food. He went to the park and distributed food. He drove to his office to fill containers with water to bring home so people could drink. The tactical commander made the decision to strike his vehicle, launching a Hellfire missile at around 4.50 p.m. In the 30 seconds it took for the missile to reach the target, three children approached the car just before it was destroyed. Originally, the military said there was a second blast indicating a bomb, but experts said it was just the fuel tank. If Biden doesn't make sure the commanders on the ground are investigated, he will be considered part of the problem. I told you, I call out Democrats quicker than I call out Republicans because they should know better. Moving on. North Korea claims it successfully test-fired a uh, new long-range cruise missile over the weekend. The weapons had been in development for two years. Uh, The U.S. uh, military's Indo-Pacific Command said it it is aware of the reports of uh, a cruise missile launched from North Korea and that the U.S. is working with allies and partners. Uh, The missile test was the most significant from North Korea since Biden took office in January, according to KCNA, which is a state-run Korean Central News Agency. The new missiles traveled for um, 7,580 seconds along oval and figure eight flight orbits in the air above the territorial land and waters of North Korea and hit targets 1,500 kilometers uh, away, which is about 930 miles. Uh, which means it could hit Japan. Uh, if you remember, Kim jo- uh, Yo-jong, uh, th- that's the cute, cute sister of Kim Jong-un. Uh, she had warned last month that the uh, country would respond to joint military exercises between the U.S. and South Korea, which would face a more serious security threat for ignoring repeated warnings against the drills. She is kind of cute. Yeah. Hey, call me. <laughs> Uh, Japan's defense ministry said on Sunday that a submarine believed to be from China was spotted in the waters near its southern islands 
as maritime tensions persist in the Pacific. Uh, the submarine re, uh, remains submerged, but the ministry said in a statement that it believes the submarine is Chinese because a Chinese Lu Yang uh, uh, three class guided missile destroyer destroyer is near the submarine. Yeah, it might be an indication. <laughs> the submarine moved uh, northwest off the eastern coast of uh, Anamiyoshima uh, Island, about 700 kilometers, about 420 miles, 420, uh, northeast of disputed East China Sea islands, controlled by the Japan, but also claimed by Beijing. Cla Beijing claims everything, you know? Everything is mine, mine, mine. Uh, and that's according to the ministry, anyway. Neither the submarine or the ship entered Japanese territorial waters. They just got near it. Under international law, submarines passing off the coast of another country are required to surface and show a national flag inside the territorial waters. Uh, Japan's Maritime uh, Self-Defense Force sent three reconnaissance aircraft and two destroyers to the area to, uh, for early warning and information gathering to analyze China's intentions. Uh, Japan, alarmed by China's growing naval activities in the East and South China Seas, and of course, kind of alarmed about what they're doing with Taiwan, has stepped up defense in the country's southwestern regions and islands north of the disputed islands. So you got China to the south of Japan in their islands, and Russia to the north of Japan in their island, in disputed islands. And um, China, Russia, China, Russia. The recall election in California is happening right now. I sent my ballot in last week, but election day is tomorrow. I, I already got an email uh, saying my vote was counted. I voted no on the recall because we should not be wasting nearly $300 million on an election just because Republicans have no chance in hell of winning a regular election. That's the only reason this is happening. Uh, it, it happens all the time. Uh, Republicans can't win a regular election. Um, yes, so so-called conservatives, Republicans, have wasted $300 million. That's what has happened. Not to mention the election is unconstitutional for two reasons. First, if the no on the recall gets 49% of the vote, my vote doesn't count because a person who got less votes than those who voted to keep Newsom would get the governorship. The second reason it's unconstitutional is because people are allowed to vote for two persons. You can vote to keep the governor and for another person to be governor. Isn't that weird? Anyway. Uh, moving on. A study published Friday by the CDC shows that people across the U.S., who were not fully vaccinated this spring and summer were 11 times more likely to die of COVID and over 10 times more likely to be hospitalized than those who were fully inoculated. Over three and a half months from April to July, I think it was April 4th to July 17th, something like that, uh, 6,132 unvaccinated died compared to 616 vaccinated. About 35,000 hospitalizations for unvaccinated compared to 3,000 hospitalizations for vaccinated. And of course, many of those who were vaccinated had immune disorders anyway. 
or were morbidly obese or something like that. And that's the only reason they were hospitalized, because their body is uh, immune deficient. Uh, Moving on. Today in New York, students return to the classroom. Some parents are pushing back against New York City schools' plan to return to in-person learning today, since children under 12 are still ineligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, this time for the reopening, there won't be a remote option for districts across the districts approximately, approximately 1 million students. New York students eligible for the COVID-19 vaccination, meaning anybody, anybody uh, you know, 12 and older, are strongly encouraged to be vaccinated, but there is no blanket mandate for students like uh, was announced here in Los Angeles, uh, Unified School District uh, last week. However, el- uh, uh, Eligible New York students who are participating in sports and extracurricular activities uh, are required to be vaccinated. Uh, 65% of students between the ages of 12 and 17 have gotten at least one dose. There is, however, a vaccine mandate for uh, New York City Department of Education employees who are required to have at least one dose of COVID-19 vaccine by September 27th deadline. 74% of teachers have had at least one dose shot. The most hilarious thing I read this morning came from Justice Amy Coney Barrett. The uh, the justice put in after uh, uh, Trump lost his election. She told the guests at a Sunday celebration of the 30th anniversary of the opening of the McConnell Center at the University of Louisville. McConnell Center. You recognize the name? Mitch McConnell? <laughs> That would be Mitch the Bitch McConnell that she was uh, um, uh, there to speak about. She said, my goal today is to convince you that this court is not compromised of a bunch of partisan hacks. So what we have here is a partisan hack saying the court, the Supreme Court, is not comprised of partisan hacks. (laughs) And, And you think maybe she's from the state. And that's why she decided to be partisan and visit Louisiana to, to for this for to open this great place that Mitch McConnell built. But McC- uh, um, um, remember, McConnell is the one that got her into the court, and she's from Louisiana. She is not from Kentucky, um, and she was at a partisan celebration. She claimed where she claims she's not partisan. I, there's so many things wrong with this. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Short one today. It's a Monday. As I said, remember, Congress is out right now. Uh, so not a whole lot going on. Uh, thanks for listening. I did it under 16 minutes. That's a short one for me. Um, Monday, September 13th, 2021. Monday, September 13th, 2021. I truly appreciate you coming. I, I really do. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me, those four words. I'll show up right at the top of the search and bring someone with you tomorrow or today. And tweet to me questions or insights or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Also, try and school me. But please, try to try to know what you're talking about. I'd appreciate it. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.